0: All right, Michigan is like 27 out of 28 games since we started this two years ago. It's the good vibes preview. If you like Michigan football and you'd like them to beat Penn State, like the video, don't jinx us, because if Michigan loses, which they won't, of course, but if they did, Saturday night, I'm coming for you. List of people who like the video. It's going to match up against the people who are Michigan fans who watched it. If your name is not on there liking the video, I'm coming for you. For more on us, you have to look in the mirror and say, I caused Michigan a loss to Penn State. Won't happen. If it does, you're going, be, uh, you're going to be regretting it. So put out the good vibes. Like the video. Do not jinx it. Let's talk about Michigan's keys to victory over Penn State. This is a Penn State team that was all kinds of hype. Drew Aller from Medina, Ohio. Five-star quarterback. Top five player in the country two years ago. This is the last missing piece. Him as a sophomore with his freshman classmates, the running backs, uh, they are going to be able to take down Ohio State, take down Michigan, win the Big Ten for uh, the first time for Penn State since 2016. uh uh-uh. It's not going to happen, I don't think. Already lost to Ohio State. Number one key to victory for me is just like Ohio State did. Ohio State provided the blueprint for beating Penn State, and that is to get at Drew Aller, he was kind of moping and whining in the post-game press conference, saying, "I suck today. I was terrible. I was a bum." Penn State was one of was one of sixteen, and then one of, on third down, one of three on fourth down, and Aller played the worst game of his career: eighteen to forty-two, well below fifty percent passing. One hundred ninety-one yards. They get one touchdown. He was brutal. He couldn't complete a pass. I think Penn State started zero for fifteen on. Third down. Rattle Drew Aller. I think Michigan, that's probably all they have to do, right? Because if he doesn't play good, I don't think J.J. McCarthy's going to get rattled to the point where he has played with lose Michigan in the game. I think McCarthy's had games where he's played that have potentially cost Michigan. Michigan State two years ago when he wasn't even the starter, the fumble. Uh, TCU, of course, the two-pick six. I'm guessing, Jack, that Ohio State and Purdue and, and, and Rutgers, I'm guessing they gave TCU the signals, Right. Those players were a little too confident when we talked to them at the CFP Championship game of how they knew Michigan's plays, weren't they? I think they were. Uh, they had to rattle Drew Aller, and uh, I didn't get the victory. will talk more about Drew Aller here in a second, but I'm really interested to hear what you guys have to say on this one. I think it kind of depends on your age to answer this question. What was your favorite win in Happy Valley as a Michigan football fan? You know, all time? Recently there, as we're doing our cut, but I do want to acknowledge Jim Prindable with a $50 Super Chat. Jim, we'll get to you here in a few moments as soon as we rock through this preview. But you're getting attribution on the live show and on the preview that's going up on the channel on Wednesday. 1997, uh, (laughs) Jack probably wasn't even born yet. Number one, Penn State. Number four, Michigan. Michigan goes in there on what they call Judgment Day. Florida State and North Carolina were 2-3. Four defeated teams early November, kind of like the same weekend, maybe a weekend prior, but like November 4th or 5th kind of time frame. Charles Woodson comes in, scores a touchdown offense, dominates on defense. daydream Taylor with that hit that just you heard across the world and in two players' careers on the Penn State tight end. Michigan destroys, destroys number one Penn State. 34 to 8, I believe was the final score. I should have looked that up. 2006, right? Michigan with a surprising undefeated season goes into Happy Valley, beats the top 15 Penn State team, really dominates them. Uh, I'll never forget Alan Branch just absolutely leveling. I think it was Anthony Morelli, and Morelli just like laying back on the ground, flattened. And that was just a uh, uh, you know a, a culmination of everything that happened that game for Michigan and that great defensive line with Lamar Woodley and others. And then 2021. Was as good as a Penn State team. It was like what, an eight and four Penn State team a couple years ago. But the last second nature of the win, and he truly felt like, okay, this Michigan team for real. This went and won at Penn State, which Jim Harbaugh didn't have a ton of success really doing. Uh, had lost a couple of twenty nineteen, got crushed in twenty seventeen. The last two times Michigan had been there, he hit Eric All on a little tight end drag, and he breaks a tackle, forty plus yards for the touchdown. Michigan gets the win, keeps the season alive, and then a few weeks later beats Ohio State. Let me know, 97, 2006, 2021, unless i not missing a game. I like that one, 1999, I did forget about that one, but we can only fit three on there. I didn't forget about it, but it was eliminated. Michigan down 10 points with about seven minutes left. Tom Brady, touchdown pass. Penn State doesn't do anything in the offense. Michigan gets the ball back two and a half minutes, another touchdown. Michigan overcomes a 10-point deficit over what I think at the time was a, maybe a top 10 Penn State team, but they entered that season as number two with Lamar Arrington, Courtney Brown, uh, them in Florida State were the teams to beat. Michigan got the job done. So that's a, that's a, a fourth. You can nom, you know, nominate that in the comments if you want as well. Take a look at Drew Aller, the savior of Penn State football, the guy that Ohio State didn't even offer because of Queen Ewers in the 2022 class. 181 of 288 this year, 1,895 passing yards. Um, at the pick, 100 rushing yards on the year, 23 total TDs so far this season. Michigan's got to rattle Drew Aller. You have got to stop him on third down. It seemed that the more third down conversions that Penn State did not convert, the more rattled he got. Didn't convert the next time he was even more rattled. Didn't convert. It just compounding effect. And certainly, if you're 0 of 8, 0 of 10, 1 of 15, whatever it is, he's going to even be more rattled when it's fourth down, when he knows it's absolutely do or die. So, rattle Drew Aller, disguise coverages, Bring somebody like Mike Castaner still, Will Johnson, Rod Moore off the edge, or hell, Ernest Hausman, Derek Moore. You might not even need to bring guys off the edge from a blitzing perspective. Hit him, hit him hard, and I think press the their receivers, press their tight ends, so he has to make quick decisions. It's proved from Ohio State's uh, standpoint that he cannot do it. Michigan is now a five-point favorite. going to be a low-scoring game from uh, the betting perspective. They think it is over-under of only 46 Both these teams, these teams have given up over 30 points uh, this year, and uh, these are two of the top-scoring defenses in all of college football. Number two, I think the biggest flaw in this Michigan team so far, which is ironic because it is the strength of the last two seasons, has been the running game. If we flash back a year, let's all remember this. This was one of the breakout games for the lightning and lightning, Diamond Edwards and Blake Corbin. And frankly, outside of the first couple games of the year, maybe even the first game of the year, the opener last year, outside of that, this was really the only game both these guys were fully healthy. Michigan ran for 418 yards, 260 yards in the second half. Corm and Edwards the two touchdowns. They look unstoppable. I'll tell you what I'm going to be looking unstoppable for. It's my prize picks this week, folks. I am so confident. I usually do three picks, but I only went with two this week. And I want to tell you a little about prize picks here on the Michigan football report. It's the ultimate daily fantasy sports platform that takes your passion for sports to the next level. This week on Prize Picks, I am selecting. I've got CJ Coldridge Stroud. Everyone loving this guy, loving him up. He's gonna do everything. I think the number's too high this week. I'm going less than 248 and a half yards for Coldridge on Saturday against the Bengals, right? He's going north. Now, it's going to be in the 40s in Cincinnati, 50s, low 40s, 50s on Sunday, but we call him Coldridge for a reason. He's used to that. Air conditioning environment, NRG Stadium down in Houston, he can't play in the 40s, so I'm going less than 248 yards, but I think my guy Nico Collins has become his number one target, going more for Nico Collins. I put 10 bucks on it, I get those two right, right? Less for Stroud, more for Nico Collins, Boom, I win myself $30, risk 10 to win 30 prize PrizePix is even offering a reboot policy so that if your entries stay in play, even if one of your players gets injured. So let's say one of these guys gets injured in the first half, doesn't come back for the second half, it uh, doesn't ruin my entry. It keeps it going. PrizePix is the only daily fantasy sports platform with an injury insurance policy. PrizePix is really simple to play. I can make my picks and submit them in 60 seconds or less and I'm not playing against a bunch of fantasy Daily Fantasy pros you know, who are just going to take advantage of a newbie like me who doesn't play this stuff a lot. I've been loving Price Picks because of exact reason. And I want you guys to get started using our code CLNS to get yourself a $100 deposit match. That's pricepicks.com slash CLNS. Get up to a $100 deposit match when you get started and make your first deposit with Price Picks. Trust me, I wouldn't tell you about Price Picks this many times unless I absolutely was having a ton of fun. Here's a picture for this week. Link is in the comments in the description or the live chat in today's Michigan Football Report. Take a look back at those running backs, lightning and lightning. 28 carries for 166 yards for Blake Corum last year. Averaged 6 yards a carry, 5.9, but got in the end zone twice with a long of 61. But the real story was the emergence of Diamond Edwards, right? What he did last year on the ground against Penn State. 16 carries, 173. Averaging nearly 11 yards per carry, two touchdowns. He took it to the end zone twice in that game. And Michigan dominated. They were up they were down 14 to 13 late in the second quarter. Got a field goal before halftime to go up 16 to 13. If you guys remember, and then dominated the game. What was the final score 14 to six, 41-16, I think it was. Michigan 41-17, won Michigan. So Michigan wins the second half, 25 to three. Now the haters are going to say, "Oh, that's because Connor Stallions rolled out his play call." Yeah, right. Um, I don't think Connor Stallions is going to steal science to get Michigan over 400 yards of offense against a top 15-ish pin state team. I ask you guys what you're thinking about Blake Corum, though. Has not had an explosive year. He's gotten the end zone a bunch, 16 touchdowns, but every single one of those touchdowns, and I repeat, every single one of those touchdowns for Blake Corum has been less than five yards. Right? He is basically being the beneficiary of a very efficient Michigan offense led by J.J. McCarthy. He's getting the end zones, He's scoring the touchdowns. but He's not creating for himself like we've seen dozens and dozens of times in his Michigan football career. So over-under. I'm putting the number 110, which is way more than his average so far this year. But I think there's going to be renewed focus going on the road against the top 10 team in the running game for this Michigan football team. Frankly, for me, Kahlil Mullings, down Edwards, they just have not shown up this year. So I'm going to go over. I'm going to feel good this way. I'm going to go over for Blake Corp. Let me know what you guys are thinking over or under 110 for Blake Corp. How about number three? Play loose. Block out the noise. One of the defining moments of this new era of Michigan football, 2021 and beyond, coming off that disastrous 2020 season, was the Michigan Nebraska game, Michigan Wisconsin game, like the fifth, sixth game of the 2021 season, where going to the fourth quarter, it was jump around, right? All of the Michigan players, they were going nuts doing the Wisconsin traditions, jump around to start the fourth quarter, rocking the stance. Michigan was going crazy. That video went absolutely viral. They did it the next week when Nebraska had their, you know, go crazy before the fourth quarter and the whole stadium went dark and red. Michigan was the team that was absolutely getting the crowd going, was loving up, acting as if, hey, these are our people, right? Like, what's the difference between a boo and a cheer if you are just enjoying it, you're just lighting it up? And um, I think that was really changing the perception of the program because you could have lost that Wisconsin game. You could have lost that Nebraska game right after there. You could have gone into Penn State a few weeks after that and lost to Penn State, but they started to embrace it. I think it paid dividends when Michigan went to Ohio State last year and broke a 20-year streak of not getting a win in Columbus. Got to keep that up. So feel loose. Block out all the noise out there. And hey, how about have a guy like, woo! Rick Flair come to Michigan. Was in Beckler Hall on Monday. Harbaugh said, my energy was already sky high, but Then got a visit from Nature Boy, Ric Flair, a very close friend and trusted agent. He said that in the past, not in this book, though. It just brought my enthusiasm to a new level. Ric Flair. At Beckler Hall, just pumping up Jim Harbaugh, pumping up the Michigan football team as they go to play Penn State. Harbaugh got off early against a bad Penn State team in 2015. Got the win 28-16 to on the road. Then they absolutely blew out Penn State back at Michigan Stadium in 2016. Lost to the Saquon Barkley-led team in 2017. They got absolutely blown out, frankly, with John O'Corn and Brandon Peters in that group. Another blowout win in 2018, 42-17. Lost, right, that's the Ronnie Bell game in 2019. Bell. Caught the ball in the end zone. It was time was about to expire. Then dropped it, and then the disastrous 2020 season lost 27-17. And then now Harbaugh gets back in the win column, right? Five and three against Penn State after these last two years, 21-17 against uh, Penn State in Happy Valley a couple years ago. I missed the score there, Jack. What's it? Was it 41-17? It was 41-17. I'm right. So Harbaugh improving to five and three against Penn State. James Franklin, on the other half, on the other hand, is three and six against Michigan. Am I right in saying that three and six against Michigan? So. Play loose, block out the noise, wear sweet uniforms, right? Wear that maze combo they wore two years ago. Jump around when the crowd of Penn State, which is one of the most ruckus crowds in all of college football, when they start to get nuts, get nuts yourself, right? Get crazy, get loose, go on there, make the boos. If they're booing you, it's for the other team. The cheers, that's for us. Play loose. Block out all the noise of the counter stallions, the spygate, the NCAA, the Big Ten, the lawsuit. Block it all out. Go there, play loose like you have for the past three seasons, to get out of there with a win. How the third quarter? The most dominant third quarter team through nine games in the history of college football: the Michigan Wolverines of 2023, 114 to zero. 114 to zero. This team has completely dominated their opponents so far this season, and frankly. Penn State did score last year in the third quarter. They got three points, three points, three points in the entire second half. Ohio State last year, 20 points in the first half, three points in the entire second half. It starts in the third quarter. If Michigan continues the streak of shutting out their opponents in the third quarter, they're going to win this game. Guys, we are the Michigan Football Report. Daily videos, if you support the team, make sure you support the te- the people that cover them. It's free. If you don't like us in the future, go ahead and unsubscribe if you can. If you don't want, you know, want to keep seeing us in your feed. But for now, with the entire sports world closing in, there have been more Wall Street Journal articles on Michigan football than there have of in the last two weeks than there have of college football itself. Any team is that in the last year combined. So that's how crazy it is. Support the show if you want to, you know, support people who continue to put out as much Michigan football content as humanly possible. Hit that sub button. Dot com slash Michigan TV. Our eyes are on the Penn State running game, All right? Michigan's got to win the third quarter, and I think they can shut down Penn State throughout the entire game, third quarter or not, by shutting down that dynamic two-headed monster of sophomore running backs that Penn State has: Nick Singleton, Ktron Allen. Michigan did a great, great job of shutting them down last season. All right? They didn't really make an impact whatsoever. So far this year, it's been evenly distributed, right? Singleton's got a couple more carries, 100 less yards. Both of them have uh, gotten the end zone with Singleton with seven touchdowns and Allen with four. Neither one's broken that long of plays, right? You've got uh, the longs being 20 and 19 for these players. This is a team, like I said, they could do anything last year after halftime. Michigan needs to continue that streak because I think it's going to be a low-scoring game. Last year was 16-14 in the big house. Michigan dominated after that. I expect, think about the Ohio State game. That was one of the most boring first halves of all time this, this year, right? And I don't expect anything to be different between Michigan and Penn State. So if Michigan keeps it close in the first half, on the road, ruckus environment, 110,000 people, and come out, you dominate the third quarter, you are going to win this game. Remind them who you are, all right? Um, I think Jack is supposed to be remind them who they are. Not who you are, who they are. Remind Penn State who they are. Nevertheless, that's supposed to be reminding them who they are. Is this Penn State team, despite lofty expectations over the past several years, Penn State is consistently one of the worst teams coming up big in the biggest moments? Let's take a look at James Franklin here. Record versus top ten teams, three and sixteen, and now is his tenth year. Isn't that crazy to think? Ten years as Penn State's head coach. Record versus top twenty-five teams. 13 and 23. So he feasts on, you know, he is 10 and 7 against teams ranked between 11 and 25. Combined record, though, versus Michigan and Ohio State, 4 and 15. He's 1 and 9 against the Buckeyes, 3 and 6 against the University of Michigan. Um, And he just doesn't come up big in the biggest spot. He feasts on being the teams he should be, right? He'll be Wisconsin when they're ranked number 17. He'll be Michigan State when they're 5 and 3 or whatever they are now, like 4 and 5. Uh, but he's not going to beat Michigan State when they have a good year. But they've had quite a few times over the years. When they are ranked eighth in the country, he doesn't beat Wisconsin when they're nine and one, ranked eighth in the country. He does not beat uh, any Big Ten teams. You know, even Iowa and things like that when they are ranked inside the top ten for the most part. Remind them who they are, Jack. Look at him, the best in the business. Create an entire graphic out of thin air just by me observing it. That's why we call him. We call you the Tank, the Graphics Tank. Uh, remind them there. they are. a team who chokes. It used to be called Clemson in college football. I'm calling it Penn Stating. as a team that chokes when the lights are on. They did it against uh, Ohio State just a few weeks ago, and they're going to do it against Michigan again coming up on Saturday. Drew Aller, Kaytron Allen, Nick Singleton, and KLS Keandre Lambert-Smith, the wide receiver, These are the players to keep an eye out on offense. This is supposed to be one of the best offenses in college football. They scored 51 points against Maryland last week. But, hey, Michigan's got the defense, the depth, and the defensive strategy that's going to shut Penn State down. So that's our Penn State Michigan football preview. The five things Michigan needs to do. Reminder, if you want Michigan to like to beat Penn State, if you like it to beat Penn State, don't jinx it. Good vibes. Like the video. Those five, one more time. You can stay on this, Jack. Rattle Drew Aller. Rattle Drew Aller. Get the running game back. Blake Corum, Diamond Edwards, 400-plus yards last year. Play loose. Block out the noise, both in the stadium and everything that's surrounding this program. Um, remind them who they are and win the third quarter. That is our keys to victory for Michigan against Penn State. Hoping you guys are watching all of our channels, our shows, the rest of this week, leading up to big new kickoff between Michigan and Penn State on Saturday. Until I see you guys again, go blue. <laughs>